Good afternoon and welcome to episode four of Engagement Zone. Uh, in the news this week, we have seen the first images of a black hole, amazingly confirming Einstein's theory of relativity and what, what he actually expected it to look like. Um, talking of black holes, uh, no one has seemed to be able to do that with Brexit and forecast what that looks like and um, that has now been pushed back to Halloween and I promise that that's the last time we mention the B word on this podcast because it's just too boring. Um, so today's guest is someone I've long respected and have been had the privilege to, to work with over a number of years now. Um, she is a great source of information and advice for all things experience, uh, importantly linking the employee experience through to the customer experience. Both uh, and its impact, both positively and negatively. Um, so, may I please welcome to uh, to the podcast Amy Lucas, senior principal and analyst at the XM Institute. Um, welcome, Amy. Hello, Matt, and thanks for having me. It's great to be here. I, as a wannabe aerospace engineer, super excited about the uh, black hole picture as well. So that was a highlight of my week. Oh, so so you're a rocket scientist as well as, uh, <laughs> as a, a one semester rocket scientist, and then I then I moved on to to more creative endeavors. Wow, well that that explains a lot why you're so good at, at what you do then, rocket scientist Lucas. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> so so other than uh, us both geeking out over black holes this week, uh, what what's keeping you busy? You know, it's a, it's an exciting time in our world, as as you mentioned the the interest and the desire inside organizations to get better at the experiences they deliver to customers and employees just continues to expand. In particular, this week, I, I've been spending uh, a bunch of time getting ready to share some of those messages with some upcoming events we're attending and, and looking forward to um, a professional association, the Customer Experience Professional Association Conference that's coming up next month and, and getting involved in in some of the planning for that. So it's been a fun week uh, here on my side of the world. Awesome. And obviously we're, we're looking forward to um, have, having you back at, at our conference in New York uh, later this year in June. Um, exactly. T- talking about that, actually, you have spoken at our events, um, both in London and in New York and Chicago. Um, and today, I know you probably speak for days on this because it's uh, it's a, a, a a subject matter close to both our hearts, I think, and I think we really recognise the benefits to an organisation if they do it properly. I wondered if you could share in about 10 minutes, not four days, mm-hmm. um, some with our audience, some of the major benefits of connecting the employee experience to the customer experience on to both the organisation and to the people that are working within the organisation too. Yeah, I, you're right. I could talk for days, so I'll, I'll do my best to self-edit. But and and the folks who've who've heard me speak in in a number of places, including your events, have heard me fall back on this quote that I love from Walt Disney, which is, "You can design and and create and build the most beautiful place in the world, but it takes people to make that dream a reality." And while we often associate Disney with really really great customer experience, um, when we visit the parks and and ride the rides and all of that, what he realized is. That's not going to be the happiest place on earth if he didn't have the right people in place who knew and shared that same goal of, of creating happiness in a safe environment and had the knowledge and the capabilities and the support around them to be able to do that. And, and it's not just the Disneys of the world who need to be thinking that way. Each and every organization 
has to recognize there are people on both sides of that business equation, right? The people who who are productive and, and contributing to the outputs of the company from the inside, their employees, and then there are people on on the other side of those relationships who are consuming those products and services, staying in in those hotels, traveling on those airplanes, uh, or what have you. And so it's it's to me a really really hard thing to separate because they're so connected. And you know when we think about what the the benefits are, it's really a, just a reflection of of the experience customers have from the outside of your company is going to be a reflection of what's going on on the inside of the organization. So when we think about why a focus on employee engagement helps customer experience, you know, we've seen in our our research that when employees are more engaged, they are more likely to recommend the company's products and services to others. They are more likely to do something unexpectedly good for the company. They are more likely to help a coworker without being asked, more likely to stay late at work if something needs to be done, more likely to make recommendations for an improvement at the company. And all of that internal engagement can turn into very real benefits that positively affect the experiences that customers have. And then on the flip side, right, and this is sometimes more often where organizations fall short in in terms of connecting customer and employee, is, is we we have seen some companies get very, very excited about the potential of customer experience. And they spend a bunch of time in meeting rooms and coming up with a big program slogan. And we are going to deliver, you know, a five-star customer experience, or we are going to deliver a world-class customer experience, put the customer at the center of our business and, you know, splash that in internal communications and put some signage on the walls and maybe even start to advertise that externally. And they actually fail to get their employees synced up with that vision. And when we don't connect employees to the type of experience we're trying to deliver to our customers, they they do act inconsistently with that promise that we're projecting externally. They are um, less proactive because they're not necessarily sure, well, what should I be doing? But when we do those those things to connect employees to the type of experience we're trying to deliver, the benefits to our people um, can can be almost like compounding interest because it builds and builds and reinforces and reinforces their engagement. Um, you know, when we can help them understand what promises we're trying to keep with our customers and when we provide them with the knowledge and the tools and the support to be able to do that. When we look at the systems our employees use and make it easier for them to do the right things for customers, when we challenge policies that have been in place um, that might make it hard for employees to do the right thing with customers, we can create a real excitement inside about what's possible when employees engage with each other, engage with the leaders of the organization to say, hey, we believe in these promises we wanna keep with our customers. We want to be successful in doing that. Let's come together and learn together and change together and take the feedback that we're getting from our customers and make the adaptations we might need as we continue to learn. Um, and it's, it's just, to me, it's, it's, a, it's a natural synergy together, um, but it's definitely not easy. 
it, it's, it's interesting actually you say that because um, one one big big bank over in the UK, um, they their aim was to become the number one customer service bank in in in, in the UK, and they actually recognised the the best way to becoming that was to have the best employee experience. So they started there. Uh, I, I, you can see it starts their actual real business uh, benefits. One thing that I'd want, want to ask you um, is, it, for me, it's a very simple concept. You know, if you have a drive, drive a positive employee experience, you know, the proof is there that it will impact the customer experience, and then all the, all the benefits that that creates for, for the bottom line. You know, more loyal to customer loyalty, increased increased selling to customers, less churn. You know, their bigger profits, more competitive. Or, for such a simple concept, why is there so often a disconnect within within organisations that they say yes, but they they still don't do it holistically? They don't go through the whole chain. I it it always it, it baffles me. Well, I think one of the the reasons why that disconnect happens is often how uh, customer experience programs start, right? And they they. The, the, the dreaded S-word silos uh, can contribute to that disconnect being in place from the beginning and then needing to those silos needing to be busted as the, the CX program matures, right? So in one sense, a lot of times customer experience programs get off the ground uh, through the setup of a voice of customer program. And like those things can start relatively isolated. You bring in, uh, you know, create a, a small team, sometimes a team of one, um, put the structures in place, start to get customer feedback. We report it back to leaders. We might pinpoint a few specific pain points and start driving change. But until that sort of demonstrates some value, a lot of organizations sort of don't go all in on CX. And, at, and then as they begin to go more in on CX, they're just sort of focused in in those pinpoint areas, tackling pain points. They they haven't necessarily looked to see how do we engage the entire organization. And then when they do start those steps to to going more broadly, they may, like I said, sort of splash some big slogans around the organization. Um, but often, most employees in the company aren't customer facing. And so they think, okay, that CX thing is for the people who work in the store or the people in our contact center or the, the, the folks on the front line. But me in finance and IT in, you know, some other internal department where I never talk to customers, like that's, that's not really my job. So the, the CX team has a, a process of internal engagement and telling the story and building those connections that, that reach you know, all of those different audiences does not happen overnight. That takes time to tell that story, to show the examples, to find the success stories that highlight that. But then, then complementing that sort of silo of how customer experience starts is the, you know, the silo of, of human resources and the, where the expertise, the capabilities, and often a lot of the rhythm of business activities where some of those initial connections can be built. And, you know, we know our friends in the employee engagement world and in the, the people world, they are trying to do more with less as well. So not only are they trying to keep the, the people machine running down the road, compensation benefits, you know, being, you know, doing all their regulatory and compliance, hiring, all of that, 
then, you know, some CX team person shows up and says, hey, we want to put CX in training. We want to put CX in performance management. We want you to hire for customer experience. We want you to do this, do that. Like sometimes like that, that connection doesn't get made. The, the, the expertise isn't there to be able to help. The CX team is so focused on what they're doing. The HR team hasn't necessarily yet been, been said to be, this is a strategic initiative that the organization is pursuing around becoming more customer centric. We need you to get involved. But what's really interesting is we've done some research with both CX professionals and human resources professionals. And when those two teams are working together, when they're collaborating highly on taking steps to build a more customer centric culture together, those companies are 50% more likely than their peers to be customer experience leaders, meaning more likely to be delivering a better experience to customers compared to their competitors. And so, you know, the, the case for that is there. And as you said, it starts with people. And so when we start to look at what are the steps we need to take to make this big vision of customer experience very real to the people in their job, because at the end of the day, it's about how people act, whether they're interacting with a customer directly or making a decision around how to write a policy or how to design a system that a customer or an employee who serves customers uses. And, and it's, it's a, there's direct connections between CX and HR, and it's just finding the organizations that allow both of those teams to have the capacity and the resources to do that connection building. Um, and sometimes just those silos get in the way. And until, until they, they come together, um, then, then we, we struggle with getting that connection built. So sorry to put you on the spot a little bit. Um, if, if you know, I, I say I'm in one of these in an organization and I really want to get this going, or I'm one of, one of the audience or listeners and, they're going. Oh, how 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 do I how do I make that happen? What one piece of advice or you know pieces of advice would you give to somebody who's desperate to start you know focusing on the employee experience and where where would they start and how would they capture you know uh, the uh, the the interest of their bosses uh, to go and do this? Uh, absolutely. I I mean I think certainly there are com- compelling stories and an increasing amount of data out there. That, that a leader, an employee engagement or employee experience professional could use to start to make the quantitative case. Um, but I, I also sometimes say to the extent that it does not become a career limiting move, <laughs> um, find, a, find a, a place to test and pilot. Find a group where um, like it, that sort of focus on how, how, you know, how they've got a leader that's excited and caring about their people. They're looking for a little more help. And then don't try to, to you know, eat the entire elephant at once, right? The, the old saying, you know, you've got to do it one bite at a time. If I were, were looking to start, you know, the first thing I would do is start to listen to our people. And that doesn't necessarily mean having to put in a big structured survey process. If you already have a survey process, that may be where I refocus and say, rather than it being a box the company checks off to say, we've done employee experience because we sent our annual survey this year and pushed a bunch of reports out and expect people to make action plans. 
I think one of the biggest ways to move the needle on employee experience and employee engagement inside is start to listen to your people and take that feedback and, and begin to act on it where you can and make sure you communicate that very explicitly back to employees. You shared us shared with us this. We're making this change because of what you shared with us. Tell us how it's going. Get employees involved in the, the design of that change. Um, when we look at the three employee attitudes that drive um, those types of productive behaviors that I mentioned at the start, more committed to the success of the company, et cetera, one of those is their belief that the company asks for their feedback and takes action on it. And you know, so if, if I were looking to get started, I would look at how can I begin to listen to our people? And if that means small employee councils, if that means going out and meeting employees where they're at, and just chatting with them over lunch, over a break. If that means you're able to do something more formal and structured, fabulous. But the big commitment you're asking for is we're going to do some sort of action, close the loop on this listening that we're bringing in. And that's the ask of the leader or yeah. the top executive is, is before we do this, we're committing to to do our level best to act on what they're sharing where it's possible and respond where we can't. I, th I think, I think that's great advice. I think in a week that we've just been talking about black holes, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think that's really good advice where you don't do, do, the, do, do the surveying and then just don't, don't go back and say what you've learned, you know, good and bad and what you're looking to improve and how you want to involve them in, in the process. If, if it just, seems to be going into a market research black hole that they never find out any results from then it's a total waste of time and probably has an, an, an even greater negative impact doesn't it so well and I'll, I'll give you numbers right and they could calculate this on their attrition numbers um qualtrics does a, an annual employee engagement survey uh for getting a sense of the state of employee engagement and i actually just presented one of these two stats in my webinar with the employee engagement alliance yesterday one is that employees who believe that their organization acts on employee feedback are five times more likely to stay at that company wow. than employees who don't believe that um, their company acts on their feedback. So that five times more likely to stay. The other stat is employees who believe their company takes their feedback seriously, 12 times more likely to recommend their company as a great place to work. That's hard numbers on the value of not letting that research, that listening, go into that black hole. Yeah, yeah, and and like you say, there is there is there are so many proof points now, and um, you know, I could, I could talk for hours with you, Amy. I know, <laughs> and, and, and we do. Um, so um, if you if you want to hear more from Amy, uh, you should definitely uh, see us in New York. But um, what 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 keeps you busy outside of work? Then what what are your passions? Oh, well, uh, I am a, I love to travel. So whenever I have a chance to tack a few days onto a work trip, I do. I am a, a Peloton spin bike addict. <laughs> what, 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 what's that? Then? My spin bike ride. So this is like a, a, a ridiculously expensive bike you can buy for your house and they cat they they live broadcast spin classes. Wow. And then all these spin classes are on demand and have themes and focuses and and when I need to pick me up in the middle of the day or at the end of the day, that that's my thing. And then I, I just, I mean, you know, I'm a huge sports fan. And so I just spent the past weekend cheering for the 
the women's uh, basketball team from Notre Dame who, who had a stellar showing uh, in the championship and, and their five starters all got drafted in the top 20 of the women's NBA draft last night. So a good wow. week for the Irish. Yeah, yeah, no, no, today. Yeah, after after last year's uh, conference in Chicago, I, I went driving from Chicago to New York for my brother's wedding, and the first stop out of Chicago, we decided it was going to be Notre Dame, Indiana, and I have to tell you, I've n- never been caught in such a horrendous rainstorm in my entire oh, life. No. I, I thought the world was coming to an end on on the Indiana Ohio border, but the stop at Notre Dame was a definite highlight for me in a like, bucket list, really, because. Um, yeah, big sports fan, Irish Catholic, and all that kind of stuff. So um, we even set off the alarms in the in. We kind of semi broke into the uh, the basketball stadium and uh, to have a look. In there. And <laughs> I love we, it. We were about to do graduation and stuff. I think later that day, and the alarms went off, and so we scarped quite quickly. But um, <laughs> but no, look, I, I'm really grateful. I'm sure our audience is too for for your time and your advice. Um, I would definitely uh, really. Um, recommend looking up Amy on LinkedIn and, um, and, and making contact with her because, yeah, uh, very, as you as you can tell, very friendly uh, and as knows a hell of a lot about a lot of things um, that will help you and your organisation. So um, for now, thanks, Amy. I'll see you soon. And um, until next time for the Engagement Zone, thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Bye-bye.